Everyone knows therapy is great for solving problems, but getting therapy has its own problems too, like finding the right therapist, fitting into their schedule, and of course, the cost. Well, BetterHelp can solve those problems. It's totally online and built around your schedule. It's surprisingly affordable too. Connect with a credentialed therapist by phone, video, or online chat, all from the comfort of your home. Visit betterhelp.com to learn more and save 10% on your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P. 43 of the program. I hope that you're excited this week. We are downsizing again. One last time. <laughs> downsizing again one last time. Trying to get even more in tune with those portions. Your body has gotten used to consuming larger portions, especially when you're eating less often with those larger meals, especially with the big supersize world that we live in. Um, you know, especially so many people not knowing what it means to eat uh, in tune to their body's needs, eat to satisfaction. Everyone just used to clearing their plates, um, you know, eating until their belly is full and whatnot. So we're really taking one last attempt within this program of getting in tune to those portions. Next week, we're going to have you eating more more often, believe it or not. I know some of you are like, what? Um, just hold on. Wait a minute. In fact, wait a whole week until we'll have an opportunity to break that down for you uh, with next week's tweak. But it's really fascinating because you're taking people who are used to going all day long, trying not to eat, and now you have to eat. So this is the last time we're going to be downsizing. It's our weakest tweak. I always say that. It's our it's our weakest tweak. That's why we, we put it in the beginning because because it brings up all the feels. And I think as soon as we get into working through those feels, the sooner we're going to start, you know, getting one step closer to reaching our goals. Uh, how are you feeling today? It's a Monday in the group. Um, how was your weekend? Did you eat your face off? Did you, you know, follow the plan? Where are you at? How are you feeling? And I say that because you want to take note of how you're feeling. What was your plan before you went into the weekend? How did you make out on your weekend? Did you set yourself up for success? If you didn't, what can you do next time? You know, did you plan to indulge? You indulge and then you regret it today. Ding, ding, ding. Keep that in mind. Bring awareness to it, right? So that next time you're like, okay, you know, I have this going on this weekend and this going on, you know, uh, what do I want to do? How do I want to feel when I get on the scale on Monday? Because, and I say that because this isn't a lifestyle. You've set aside 91 days to focus on your weight loss journey. There's a start, there's an end, you know, and this is this is what you are focused on, setting your intentions, end of day reflections, you know, trying to make the most of the time that you're focused on this one thing, you know. So not to say you can't enjoy a few bites of bits here and there, or you have special events, but this is where we want to make, make time for those special events and make a plan. <laughs> not just when we have those special events, but kind of keeping it together if and when you can keep it together, you know. So how, regardless of how you are feeling, uh, today, get today's a new day. Um, I mean, it's all just one big continuous life experience, but <laughs> today's a new day. It's a brand new week. Um, check the energy that you're showing up with for yourself today. How are you feeling? What kind of mindset are you in? All right, let's hit me up with those questions. Sick all weekend, lots of fluids. Yeah, so, so I was sick all last week or, or went through our family. Um, so many of sick, people have COVID, people have stomach flus. There's a lot going on right now. Um, so let me remind you of the sickness protocol. Sickness is can, can be used to your advantage when you're following the program because sickness is like a tweak. You have your body's attention. It's focusing on detoxing whatever's making you sick. Um, and when you've been giving your body what it needs, it'll detox some fat along with that. 
Um, so we can always use that to our advantage. A lot of times, though, people, when they're sick, they're like, oh, I'm still doing everything. Well, that's not necessarily what you want to be doing when you're sick. You really want to facilitate healing. You know, that's not really the time to be getting on your body about the scale because the scale is going to be up when you're sick because the body's retaining water and you're sick. Um, it's not real weight gain. It'll come right back down. And then probably the scale will keep moving as soon as you recover and your appetite comes back. So sickness protocol you can use when you're actually physically ill, when mentally you're just not you're not feeling it you're not doing great either um so it can be used in a few instances following that sickness protocol um good morning looking forward to sunday and meeting gina in person oh yeah so um our block of tickets has sold out for the event at you guys they flew off the shelves um there's a few hundred of us coming i think maybe three or four hundred of us are gonna be at the event on sunday uh to anyone's going i'm super excited so head over to their website orcliving.ca there's a whole um agenda it's an all-day event from like 10 a.m. to uh, 6 p.m. You don't obviously have to be there all day. Um, there's a variety of, of different speakers. It's going to be a super fun, inspirational day, and I'm really looking forward to meeting everybody. So we do have a booth. Um, that has been decided. There is a booth, so there'll be a place where you can come and see us and meet us and hang out and whatnot. Um, what else do I want to talk about? I also want to talk about the app this week. So at the end of the at the end of last week with your app, when you open it up, you might have found a survey in there. So that's new. We want feedback from you. Normally, we wait until the end of the program to see sort of how you're feeling and where you're at. Um, but we've added this survey midway with the app because we want to know how you're doing. We want to know what we can do to make your experience better, to level up, to improve. I, although this is our 20th program, I think there's like a lot of room for improvement and um, there's so much more I want to do with it. I feel like I'm just starting out. So we want to hear from from you so if you can take some time um, if you've skipped the survey I believe you can go back in and still do the survey so that's what the survey is about I believe it's an anonymous survey it's anonymous yeah it's anonymous survey even though it's in your app it is an anonymous uh, survey so if you can take time excited to crush the week uh, week six last time downsizing I wasn't in a good headspace but I can't wait to really dig in this week yeah so I guess that's kind of my point with we're doing it one last time like just dive in Dive in. The worst thing you're going to do is downsize too much. You're going to be overly hungry and then you have a next meal or snack coming down the pipeline. You know, like you have an abundance of food, most of us at our fingertips. No one is starving. No one is feeling deprived. Any of those things. We're just kind of spreading our food out throughout the day, really getting in tune. Next week's really cool when we do split up the, um, we have you eating more often, but what we do is we take the same portion that you've been eating to satisfaction and you split it in two. And then you eat the first half and then you wait like 20 minutes half hour for the second half and nine times out of ten just by letting time go by and in knowing that you can have that second half you're not even hungry for it so a lot of times it's our mindset that's messing with us we're thinking like we're not going to eat enough we're wasting food because when we're downsizing but when you actually take the same portion you split it in two you eat the first portion and then you wait and you have the option of having that portion you'll realize that you're not even really hungry for it. your mind will be blown it's okay if you are of course you can follow through and eat that portion you can go back for more if you need even more and then also what we're going to do is we're going to get into how proteins and fats really feed into your satiety hormones people are always talking about how you need more protein you need more fat and why is that because they they hit differently they process a little differently in the body they feed into your what's called satiety type of hormones and make you feel more satisfied longer so we're going to get really in tune to that so really dive in with downsizing this week that's going to set you up for the next week and that's kind of how it is 
as we move forward. So um, also looking for a section to see all of my non-scale victories and daily goals, which I can never see once I record them. So if you go into your app, if you hit the kind of graphs, that's where you're going to be able to pull those up. Non-scale victories, I think you're reflected at the end of each week. Um, and that's where you're going to find them. We have all sorts of um, how-to app videos over on our website, GinaLibby.com, that sort of highlight all the things you can do with your app, which is really super cool. I have been uh, taking through the questions this week, uh, but this week I really want to be even more more mindful and identify those feelings. Yeah, turn up that internal volume. Turn up that internal dialogue that you're going up. Like listen to the feels. What are the feels all about? Why am I feeling like this? What's that about? You know, this is a great opportunity. You've got to work through those issues and associations that you've tied in and around food. Um, your habits, right? Working through old habits. And our habits, our brain is also wired by habit as well. So a lot of our, our thinking and our thought patterns are by habit. It's like you get on the scale, you get triggered, you're disappointed, it affects your whole mood. When in reality, you're freaking crushing it and you're doing great. You know, so a lot of times it's just how our brain is like, is wired, habitually wired. So working through that, working through your beliefs, you know, believing that you can do this, that this is different, that it's going to be forever, that it's going to be sustainable, that it's, you know what I mean? All of those things that when the scale goes up, it's not real weight gain. Um, and then some of you are dealing with some serious past traumas, you know? So this is sort of why it's like setting intentions, end of day reflection. So if you're sabotaging yourself, getting in your own way, that can really help because setting those intentions each day, bring this process to the forefront of your mind. End of day reflections, put a cap on the day. They make you aware. They make you accountable, right? And then there's the, the maximizing, which is where you have a lot of control in a lot of the different things that you're doing can add up and make a big difference. So some people, it's not the food at all. It's their stress levels combined with lack of sleep, combined with where they're at with their hormones and trying to get a handle on all of that, you know? Um, so it's, this is sort of where you make it more individual to your needs with what's happening in your mind and then all the different ways that you can, you set yourself up for success and, and maximize your efforts, right? So this is what we're trying to do. What do you need to be able to show up every day and do the things you need to do to get you one step closer to your goal, which is really cool. Um, hi, mom. Good morning. Happy Monday. Boom, down seven pounds today. I love that. I love that. Uh, shook the dust off my exercise bands. Oh, I haven't used them yet, but the dust is off and I'm ready to go. Okay, well, there you go. You had the wherewithal to dust them off. That's <laughs> step one. <laughs> step one, right? This is actually part of James Clear. Um, he talks about this in his book, uh, Atomic Habits, where like get get your clothes out right? Like make a habit of the night before getting your clothes out. And maybe you don't put them on an exercise the next day, but you're one step closer to creating that habit, right? And then you put your clothes out the night before you get up, you put your clothes on. Maybe you don't exercise, but now you've laid out your clothes, you're ready, you got your clothes on. You know what I mean? And then you kind of, you build and it's, it's, it's habit stacking. You sort of build on things. You're going to get there, right? Before you know it, your exercise is becoming into your your new routine. You're going to need some new bands because you, you've worn them out at the end of the day. Um, Chloe is joining us. Those of you who were in our last group, Chloe is back. Uh, she's a fitness expert. We love her. She's sharing some fun exercises with you. 
And then next week, we're going to introduce our new fitness expert, Sherry Perez. I'm super excited. She is just, she's like a ball of energy. She's super adorable. I absolutely love her. She's so motivating. Uh, So we're going to be introducing her next week. So last week, I shared some of my favorite exercises. Really super simple. I'm real big on technique. There's a lot of fancy exercises you can do there, but a little goes a long way, especially when you're using the right technique. That's what's so great also about where we're at week six is you've been giving your body all these resources. You should be knowing and noticing an increase in your energy and you should be wanting to move your body. You should be feeling a high. I feel like going for a walk. I feel like doing something energetic because your body is now allowing you access to that energy. So this is where people just naturally start to feel like they want to move a lot more, right? So so get out, move. And then thing then what people do, the problem is it's like, oh, I'm gonna do like an hour of exercise every day. And then it's hard to find an hour and whatever. So I have a 10 minute rule. Like if you have the thought to go exercise, go for a walk, go for 10 minutes, give yourself 10 minutes, whatever it is, put your exercise clothes on, go do whatever you're going to do 10 minutes. If after 10 minutes, you hate it, leave because you want to make positive associations to exercise. But chances are, if you make it 10 minutes, you're going to be warmed up and you're going to be in the mode and you're going to just want to keep going. And then you're just going to feel great. And it's good. Then you're going to be like, ah, that was awesome. You didn't feel the pressure. You you just started doing it. You naturally decided you want to keep doing it without being like, I'm going to do an hour five times a week and I'm going to do this and I'm going to do that and put all that pressure on top of yourself, you know? I haven't worked out in years. Watched Gina's exercise and got my husband to bring up the light weights. They're sitting on my fireplace so that when I sit down on my couch, I can see them and hopefully will get motivated to making me feel, uh, what is that? What'd you say? Making me feel guilty, (laughs) guilty to get off my ass and do some exercises instead of watching TV. So well, that, I mean, I know your jokes, but you don't want to do that. You want to exercise. You get to exercise. You are alive today. You woke up and you are alive today and you get to move your body. You get to make changes in your health, you know? So start, go grab those weights during a commercial and just like lift them. That's it. You don't have to get up and do no 20 minute workout. Just like sit on the couch and do some basic weights. That's it. That's good enough. You know what I mean? And then put them back. And the next day you're like, oh, I did that yesterday. It was so easy. I did it for like two minutes. Okay. Now you're going to pick them up again. Before you know it, all the little bits of exercise and movement that you do, it makes a big difference. It adds up. It's not just like the lifting of the muscles and the actual physical workout. It's the message that's being sent to your body that you're being active that you are moving, that you are alive, and that your body, therefore, then needs to support you and give you the energy that it needs, right? So it's it's way more than just exercising to make your body look more toned or whatever that, build more muscle or whatever that is. It's about the message that moving your body sends to your body that you are alive and you are well. That's why one of the reasons why inactivity is so detrimental to our health is the messages that it signals that you're ready to shrivel up and die because you're inactive every day you're useless you're not doing anything you're just sitting on your ass all fucking day so how does why what does your body need to level up what does it got to boost your metabolism for what does it got to do anything for because you're just like sitting there you know so it's about it really the most impactful thing about exercise is that you're moving your body and the message that it's sending and that's really how you work to increase your metabolism. Uh, feeling a bit pissy pants today. Okay, you're allowed. Realizing that stress is impacting my weight loss journey is making me frustrated because it's going to be so complicated to lower it. Um, it is what it is. 
right? So you're allowed to be pissy pants about that. Absolutely. So honor those feels and then follow the plan, right? So that because the only way to address that stress is by making sure that you're doing things to manage your stress, deep breathing exercises, saying no, you know, sometimes managing our stress is saying no to things that we don't have time for. That's a big one for me. Um, you know, that's what I'm focusing on this week is sort of managing my stress. Also, it's my, a lot of times our stress is how we're interpreting things around us and how we're internalizing that stress. So rather than being like, yeah, okay, whatever, you know, I'll get it done. It's just like, oh my God, I got to get this done. I got to do that. I got to do this. Or someone invites you somewhere and just say, you know what? That's so lovely. Thank you for inviting me, but I just got so much on my plate this week. I'm going to have to decline rather than like say, oh, it sounds fun. And maybe it's fun. And you don't, you don't want to go. And then you go and then you're tired and you're just like, uh, you know, so sometimes stress managing stress isn't what we think it is. Just taking a few deep breaths every day, like just deep inhales and exhales is like the number one thing you can do to calm down your vagus nerve, which is your whole, like your nervous system, um, to keep you nice and calm. So, you know, this is like, this program is a great opportunity to focus on all of those things that are going to help you manage your stress, which in the end are going to help you reach your goal. What's happening with your stress, if you want to change the out, the, the way you're looking at it, is stress is challenging you right now. And your body is willing to rise to the occasion. And when you're stressing, you're revving really high. This is why you crave a lot of salty foods when you're stressing because you're using a lot of energy when you stress. It's just that a lot of times when we're using a lot of energy to stress, we're also not giving our body the resources to help manage our stress, right? And so your body wants you to be efficient. It wants you to be able to be as healthy as possible and be able to handle stress the best it possibly can. So it's about consistently giving it the resources in order to do that. So if you're challenging your body, so it's like, so stress can hammer you down and you can feel the weight of the world on your shoulders and you can get stuck under a pile of stress. But what you can also do is use stress like as a catalyst to help, you know, to send that message to your body that it needs to like, let's go here. It needs to support you. It needs to give you more energy. It needs to be more efficient. It needs to function on a whole other level in order to support the energy that you're putting out, even though it's stress-based. So you can actually use stress to your advantage. Um, this we talk, We're talking secondary supplements today one of the ones on there is uh, there's a couple mct oil um which can be great mct oil i I hate to say it's like a a fat burner because it's not really a fat burner kind of bypasses your digestive system it hits your liver kind of gives your body a bit of a kick um it's got like a bit of a thermogenic kind of effect to it it's not like a fat burner like the old hydroxy cuts back in the day um but it's fat and it's like uh, it's a type of fat like your brain is floating in cholesterol you need that good fat Um, MCT oil is great for sort of high stress people a type personality busy moms you know whatever that might be people say it kind of calms the body and gives the the calms the mind and gives the body a a bit of a kick so that might be a good add-in for you Um, CoQ10 is great for heart health especially as women we get older and we get stressed CoQ10 is a good one adaptogens so um, Dr. Paul was supposed to come on and talk to us uh, tomorrow, but he's having a baby. <laughs> he's having baby number five, I believe. Uh, so he's a busy man. He's going to come back. He apologizes. He, well, he's not sorry, but not sorry because he's excited to have his baby. Um, so he's going to be back in the next couple of weeks to break down and talk more about these supplements. Um, adaptogens are a big one. And adapt, adaptogens can really help with stress and especially the effect on your adrenal glands because when you're stressed, your adrenals, they, they, they also are impacted as well. They, people will call it adrenal fatigue. They don't really get tired, but like anything else, you can overstress your body. 
Um, so those can be really effective. Uh, B complex, right? Adding in some Bs, uh, especially when it comes to energy and having you the having the energy that you need, especially when you are stressed. So you might want to look into some of those secondary supplements. They can definitely be beneficial, especially when it comes to taking your health and wellness to the next level and managing stress. So maybe look into those. Maybe look into those. Um, but yeah, I don't like. There's no way. That's the. I mean, that's the thing about weight loss. There's no way around this. You can't quick fix this. I mean, it's pretty amazing how much weight and how quickly people are losing some weight around here. But it's not like, you know, yes, the goal is to lose as much weight as possible, but also you want to lose it in a healthy, sustainable way, you know, and there's no way around it. And so you want to learn to manage your stress because after you've lost your weight, probably the reason why you've gained weight is due to your stress. And so even after you've lost your weight, you want to be able to be in tune to your body's needs to be able to help your body navigate stressful times in your life without then feeling like it's got to pack on all this weight in order to offset what you're not eating or what you're not doing to help manage your stress, you know? So it's all good techniques. I know it still sucks. So I'm going to give you that. (laughs) It still sucks. With six meals a day, it's crazy what my mind does with such fear, worry about what if I feel hungry at the end of the day? So much work to do. Yeah. Isn't that, isn't that freaking crazy? Eating all like quick access, eating, you know, eating six times a day. Some people use a bonus snack eight times a day and still a fear of food waste issues, food scarcity issues, still a fear of being hungry. That's some deep shit that you got to work through, you know, and that's where you want to get to a place when I talk about um, getting to a place where you're calm, calm around food, right? Not just physically, but mentally that this work that you're doing, that's what's going to lead to that, which is a big part of the sustainability factor, not just how you've lost your weight physically but being around food and reconnecting with food i met with uh, olia she's our chef she's the one who designs all the recipes for us she's a lovely i've never she's been working with us for what two two years how long has olia been with us almost two years oh my goodness um we're gonna see if we can have her on and do a segment with us she's always traveling and doing this and doing that um she's so lovely um She's from the Ukraine. Uh, came here just after the just after the war started. That's how long that war's been going on. Oh my god! Um, and uh, we finally met her face to face. I went and met her yesterday for breakfast, and she was just talking about the program and about really like just re re rebuilding your relationship with food you know and food is just this wonderful glorious thing that keeps us alive and that we use for so many things to to share and to celebrate and to bond and to show love and to nurture our souls with this like delicious just all about this like delicious yummy food um and it was really interesting to talk to her about that and her background and then just her kind of her whole thoughts about food and that's really what you're doing here is you're really learning to reconnect with food so you can really enjoy food and we talked a lot about how so many people um love food but they don't enjoy the food that they're eating because of what's going on in their minds about their food you know it was really fascinating really interesting so it's a lot there is so much work to do there is so much to work to do jan i totally agree with you um apparently my husband's love language is food i need him to learn a new language <laughs> So is Tony's. One of his love languages food. Um, when we we just when we first got together, I mean, he still does it. We, we always have way too much food. Um, but that was sort of because he was raised in a family where like meal time. First of all, he doesn't talk a lot when he eats. 
he doesn't talk, he gets in and out doesn't talk a lot when he eats because it was serious business for his family they were just grateful to have food so you sat at the table and you ate that food like you just ate the food and so it's always a lot of food I remember um when he when I because we dated for like a whole year before he met my kids and then when he did we'd come and he'd we do like let's take out food and my kids were not used to like I was like the kind of person who ordered like one meal and we split it between like me and the four kids like it that's like I were I'm one of those moms that split up food. We don't all get our own entree and meal. It's not how it works. And I remember when Tony would first come, he'd obviously see a lot of kids and be like, we need a lot of food. And he'd order, we'd have so much food. Oh my gosh, he's still that way. Um, but that's his thing. He loves food. Um, we love, you know, we love going to nice restaurants. We love eating food. His thing is having more than enough food. So that's, you know, um, that's a that's a big thing that's really important to him. So, you know, it can be uh, his love language. So... So when Tony was doing the program, so a couple of years ago, Tony did the program. That's how we got, got involved in the program. I refused to help him. I was like, I'm not helping you lose weight because I want to eat chips in bed. I don't want to worry about what you're doing. I don't want to care what you're doing. You just do you. I'm not helping you lose weight. So he signed up for the program on his own. <laughs> And he was so into it. He got, I got to, he got, he, he got to know people like, got to know our members, was in there every day. Um, but I remember I would like, I would eat chips in bed beside him. So I'd be like sabotaging him without even realizing I was doing it because I love him and I love the way he is and the love the way he was. And I didn't need him to lose weight. He wanted to lose weight. I didn't need him to lose any weight. And so I was a little bit like, so I would bring like in chips in bed and I was somewhat like, it wasn't until I like really realized, like, I think I'm sabotaging him. Not to say that's what your husband is doing at all, but sometimes we don't really realize like you're trying to do this thing and then we just love you the way that you are so you know what I mean maybe we're not as supportive or whatever but yeah I totally sabotaged him I wanted to share something that works for me hi Darlene whatever you eat you will crave again whatever you eat you will crave it works for me what 90% of the time it stops me from eating the wrong foods oh I hear what you're saying like when you start well when you start eating, your body knows the difference between healthy, nutrient-rich foods and junk foods that make it feel like garbage, first of all, right? And a lot of our processed foods have addictive qualities to them. So this is why, and also when it comes to sugar and your body's chemical reaction and the amount of insulin that your body produces because of the sugar that you're having. So that actually is what's addictive, is that people aren't addicted to sugar, they're addicted to the amount of insulin their body needs to, you know, produce when you're eating sugar. So that's actually what people are addicted to when it comes to sugar and so it's that high and then that crash and then you want that high again and then you crash again and so it is sort of like that's especially true when it comes to sugar and then when it comes to chips and those types of things they actually there are people who who try to make food addictive this is I'm not this isn't like fear-mongering or anything like that it's true you know that that Pringles or whatever it was the Lay's but you can't eat just one chip you know I can actually eat just a few chips I choose to eat the whole bag I choose to eat the whole bag but I can just eat one chip um but so it's about associations right and what and they anticipate a lot of times it's the anticipation of having the food not actually having the food you know so it's how your brain is wired towards that food but especially when you start like starting your day with carbohydrates like a bagel or, or something like that 
will, it'll, it's like starting your day, not to the extreme, it's kind of like starting your day with a chocolate bar. Obviously, you know, like it's, there's differences in the nutrient value that you get from each one, but it's the kind of the same, same in terms of the chemical reaction in your body. That's why they say sugar is sugar at the end of the day. It doesn't matter where it's coming from. But there is something to be said about the nutrients that you are receiving from your foods in terms of how your body breaks those down. So when you're eating healthy, you love how you feel when you eat healthy and you start associating these foods with how you are feeling, right? As opposed to, you know, the the immediately garbage feel that you feel after indulging in like junk foods, for example. And because you are so in tune to that, you're going to pick up and notice that. It feels really good to feel good. And it feels really good also to make choices that fall in line with your goals. You know, so those those two things in combination. And that's where it kind of you just pick up on the vibe. It's like when you drink your water. So when I'm like, when I'm like dehydrated, I'm just like, I don't want to drink my water. And then I get hydrated and I feel so good. I'm like, Oh, where's my water? Like today I stopped and grabbed a glass of water. I can't wait to drink this. I'm like, it feels good. I feel good to feel hydrated again. My skin looks so much better. You know what I mean? And then I'm more motivated. So that's about making all of these positive associations. Burrow is a furniture company known for timeless design and thoughtful construction and free shipping. And that extends to their outdoor collection. Their outdoor furniture is built to withstand the elements, featuring rust-proof stainless steel hardware, weather-ready teak, and quick-dry foam cushions. For Memorial Day, get 15% off your Burrow purchase at burrow.com slash ACAST and up to 25% off outdoor. That's up to 25% off outdoor furniture at burrow.com slash ACAST. This is Paige, the co-host of Giggly Squad, and I want to tell you about a company that I've been loving, Olive and June. Olive and June gives you everything that you need for a salon-quality manicure in one box. And if you break it down, it really comes out to $2 a manicure, which is absolutely insane. It's also so easy to get salon-worthy nails at home with Olive in June. The difference between how your nails used to look when you did them yourself and now with the Manny system is a complete game changer. The best thing about Olive in June, too, is it's a quick dry. It dries in about one minute, lasts for five days, and full coverage in up to one to two coats. Visit oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. That's oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. Where's the person who's really behind? Ing, Ing, Ingi? Good morning. I'm a bit behind, but now I'm really struggling because of what is happening in the news. It's really depressing. I cry every day. I can't sleep. Am I not able to take care of myself? Yeah, I totally get this. So whether it's personal grief, like someone close to you passes away, whether it's what's going on in the world. And, and the reason why what's happening a, a lot in the world is because we're in tune with everyone and everything. And when you're getting in tune with this program, it puts you in tune with everything around you. And, you know, especially COVID, right? Like, you know, I remember talking to someone who was like, well, I'm, you know, I'm at home and I was at home anyway. So COVID doesn't really impact me. And I'm like, how, how does it not impact you when, you know, kids can't, like, I get your home with your small kids, but you can't now take your kids out to the park to socialize with other kids. You know, um, people are suffering financially, 
other people who you know know people who are dying like how how can that not affect you so even if you think it's not affecting you it's affecting you it's very worrisome it's it's there is something to be said about you can care and sometimes need to take a break from the news like you have to recognize that you're just adding layers of stress and stress and stress like we re-watching the news cycle all day long for example when they just keep repeating the same thing over and over you know just recognizing your capacity for like what's happening now is you have it's you're, you're at capacity right like all of your energy is put into focusing on this one thing and so this is where you need to say if you are lucky enough for example I don't know if you're talking about what's happening in Israel and Gaza I'm assuming because there's a lot of other things going on in the world if you are lucky enough to be somewhere you know I would say even safe but th there are people who are not feeling safe where I live because of what's going on but if for the most part you can feel you're a bit detached maybe you're not maybe you have friends or you maybe you have family I, I spoke to one of our Libby losers who has her I think her brother and her sister-in-law like three of her family members are directly impacted and on the front lines over there that's very worrisome um so it's hard you but you have to realize that you being you letting yourself get broke you being emotional and letting yourself be impacted by that stress is not helping anybody it's not helping anyone at the end of the day. And if anything, if you want to be proactive about that situation and I don't donate money, you got to go to work so you can continue to make money. If you want to donate your time, you have to be energetic and strong. If you want to put positive energy out there into the world, you have to have a more, you have to show up with a more positive vibe for yourself. Do you know, it's like, it's almost like, you know, sending positive energy is much more productive and helpful than just you now pulling in all the weight of the world on your shoulders when that's not really making a difference anywhere. Sometimes though you want to feel you are you are so impacted by maybe you're really angry, maybe you're really sad, maybe you're really disturbed, maybe you're going to whatever. And so sometimes because we want to feel those feels and validate those feels, we also then physically kind of like we do things to impact our physical health. So we just, we really immerse ourselves in that feel. Like I am so upset. I am so sad to the point where I can't get out of bed and I'm so impacted and all of those things because you have these feelings and you want to validate them. So you're kind of like reinforcing and validating those feels, but you can feel those feels and still drink your water. You can feel those feels and still give yourself nutrient-rich food to keep yourself as strong as possible. You can still feel those feels and manage your stress. You can still feel those feels, right? So maybe it's calling a friend. Maybe it's going to visit a friend and talking to your friend about these feels. Maybe it's going to visit your friend and talking to your friends about these feels over a glass of wine and be grateful that you're not there or you're not directly, you know, involved in this situation and that you have, you know, you, you get to worry from afar. You know, whatever that is, you but you physically taking on and feeling that is not helpful to anybody and at the end of the day it's not helping you and so you it's it's just a, it's a it's a really fine dance you got to do between honoring your feels and then also taking care of yourself it's not the same thing but when my son was in the hospital a couple years back he was down at sick kids and it was during the pandemic and so I was just broken like I was just so upset and I just wanted to I wanted to be in bed and drink wine 
the situation. He had tubes coming out. It was just, it was awful. And I just wanted to be in bed and drink wine every day. But I couldn't because I had to drive down. My 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 ex, uh, his dad would do the night shift and sleep over, and then I'd have to come and do the day shift. And not only that, but sick kids, which is the a hospital here for kids, um, wouldn't let you in the door if you had so much of as a like a red tinge in your eye. You know, one drop of snot out your nose. They didn't give a shit if you tested negative or not. You're not coming in the door. And so I had to not just to go and see my son, but like to be around my. Son son had to stay healthy I would drag my ass down to that cafeteria and make myself buy a piece of fruit or get some veggie sticks or whatever I would make myself drink the water which didn't taste great by the way I like made myself begrudgingly but I knew that I wasn't going to be helped to anybody if and, and I wouldn't be able to see my son if I didn't stay strong so although I wanted to crawl up in a ball and drink wine I couldn't because I was like, I have to take care of myself. So I have to put my big girl panties on and I'm the only person responsible for myself. I've got to feed myself. I got to drink water. I got to take care of myself. I got to make sure I'm managing my stress. I got to make sure that I don't get sick. And so it's not the same thing, but that's sometimes where you have to be like, these are my feels and they're valid. And at the same time, I have to take care of myself because if you don't take care of yourself, someone else is going to have to take care of yourself, you know? So this is where also this, this whole program is so much bigger than weight loss. It's through taking care of yourself. So if it's the same thing I was just talking about before about the stress. You're under an, an extreme amount of stress. And so you can let that stress bury you. You know, or you can you can use it as a catalyst to, to for your body to rise to the occasion and to help you better manage that stress. And at the same time, what do you think that your body's going to want to lug around a bunch of extra fat it doesn't need while you are struggling and having a hard time? And no, it's not right. And so this is where yes, you can use it to your advantage. Yes, you signed up for weight loss, but at the same time, you prioritizing yourself and making these choices that are going to help you stay healthy are going to help you stay healthy and help you lose weight in the end so it's not like you're doing a diet because you're trying to fit your ass into your jeans and you're starving and depriving yourself it's not that do you know what I mean it isn't some superficial thing and out of vanity that you're doing that you know it's not it's so much bigger than that you know did a 5K race on Saturday and ate a donut. Sunday ate pizza and felt awful all weekend. Scale up, but getting back on track today. It's really interesting how you combined those. So what was happening there? Was that a reward thing? I did a 5K race, therefore I get a donut and some pizza. What was the thought process there? Because I did a 5K race, stayed on plan all weekend, feel like a fucking rock star today is a way better vibe than felt awful all weekend. Scale getting scale back up, but back on track. Lesson learned, right? So so lesson learned isn't just, I love this, by the way. First of all, congrats on the 5K. Um, the lesson isn't I felt awful. The lesson is deeper. Go, rewind it and go back to the thought process. What happened there? Do you know what I mean? Was I rewarding myself because I did this race? And so what kind of, of what kind of fucking reward is that where I feel awful? <laughs> you know? So, but sometimes we have to like re reconnect, not just like, oh, okay, I didn't feel good. Well, you have to rewind, go back further than the actual, the end result, which is you didn't feel good. So that's the end result. But rather than that, so that's the lesson learned. I eat that, I feel like crap, but but go deeper than that and be like, why did I do that in the first place? Why would I indulge in something? You probably associate donuts with fun, yummy, treat, reward. And then it didn't give you 
that like didn't do what you thought it was going to do, which was to be a treat or a reward because you got a bellyache from it or you felt awful from it, you know, that kind of thing. So that's where you got to take that back. And that's how you reassociate. That's how you recategorize things in your brain that donut isn't like yummy and, you know, woohoo. And it's like a reward. Actually, donut made me feel like garbage. I did it because I wanted to reward myself and then my reward was feeling awful. So then you, your brain kind of recategorizes, reassociates with those things. So now when you go to think of like, I did a 5K race, I feel great, what can I do? You know, it's not going to be have a donut, it's not going to be have a pizza, it's not going to be any of those things. That, that mentality, man, and I don't know, I'm not saying this is you, but that um, exercise to eat thing, it's like that's what's so... That's what can be like, it's, it's exercising can be a dangerous, um, <laughs> pizza, Dave, <laughs> because pizza smells amazing and I'm weak. Um, listen, if you love pizza, eat pizza, right? Like indulge, have the pizza. But then it, I'm thinking only because she's strung it align, along with the five, the five, uh, the five K race that maybe it was used as a, re- a reward type of thing. You know, that's where you want to go. Um, when you go back to that, but let me get back to exercise. So this whole thing of like, and I was a personal trainer for years, right? People are like, Oh, I want to, can you put me through an extra hard workout today? Cause I want to indulge this weekend. And I'm like, it's what? It's not how it worked. Or come Monday, right? Oh, I need to like burn a lot of calories because I ate a lot on the weekend. So you never want to get in a situation where you are managing your weight through exercise. It's just, I'm telling you, it's a recipe for disaster. You don't want to do that. And that's what happens to a lot of people is they're managing managing their weight, not necessarily losing weight or or gaining weight because they're not exercising, but managing their weight through exercise. And that's that's some place you don't want to get into. I'm finding I'm not craving sugar anymore, which I was a carb freak, but I'm also having a hard time with recovering from my pelvic fracture. Went to an aquatic membership and got the lad yet, the desk, interested, talked her out of doing WW. Okay, so you went to, okay. <laughs> a lot of things happening in that sentence. First of all, let's talk pelvic health. Um, we have Erin coming on, when is it, Wednesday or Thursday? She's a pelvic health specialist. So we had Dr. Pfeiffer. Dr. Pfeiffer is uh, going to be back with us. Um, it's just his timing and with whatnot. We were unable to get him on in this group, but we got some fun stuff and segments shot with him. So Dr. Pfeiffer, he's an oncologist, and he, uh, if you're new to the program, he normally comes on and talks about water. Uh, he's a surgeon. And um, the, one of the takeaways from that conversation was always the pelvic health conversation. Because some of you, for example, might be peeing a lot. It has nothing to do with drinking water. It has to do with like pelvic health, which is not just women. It's also men as well. So Aaron's going to come on tomorrow and talk about pelvic health. Um, and then I love that you went and got an aquatic membership. I used to teach aqua aerobics. I, I love the water. I love swimming. So good for you. Especially if you have like you have a hard time moving and joint health and whatnot. Like swimming is great. Go join a, a local you know like local rec center that's what it is in the winter go swimming man that, um that's great for you and i love that you talk so much sharing is caring right sharing sharing is sharing is caring it's a great program that you can definitely share uh share with uh steph hi good morning still hovering around the same weight for the last two weeks last downsizing was super hard for me as i was starving so trying to be more mindful and not have an all or nothing attitude yeah so again you're not cutting portions it's a few bites less than what you're used to eating to satisfaction so that's the difference right you're not cutting your we're not starving we're not depriving a few bites less your body is going to notice and that feeling 
learning can be intense. This is why, did you read the migrating motor complex post on on Saturday, the science post? That's an interesting one because hunger can be a few things. First of all, you have to understand that hunger is never an immediate need for food. So think about that. Because your body knows, hunger is like when your energy levels start to dip and your body's like, okay, based on our glycogen stores, our energy reserves, you might want to think about eating. So your body gives you a heads up before you need to eat. Your body's like, hey, you might want to think about eating. And so then your body knows it's going to take you again. And the big conversation out of this, the obesity conference that I went to is how how, you know, people talk about our body working on these primitive levels. It's part of the pro- problem. Every time you starve yourself, deprive yourself, your body stores that fat plus more to try to prevent that from happening. That's because our bodies are still wired on, on a very primitive level. So the same thing goes with our accessibility to food. So getting food wasn't easy, always as easy as going upstairs to my fridge and grabbing something to eat or my cupboards, right? So your body knows it's going to give you a heads up and give you time to find food to prepare the food. And then here's the thing that a lot of people don't talk about, but we're going to start talking about the next couple of weeks. It takes your body time to process and digest certain foods. So fruits are really great because they can process and digest in like a half hour, 20 minutes, half hour. Steak can take like five plus hours. You know, um, your nuts and seeds take 90 minutes to two hours. So even if you eat your nine, your nuts and seeds, by the time they break down and get stored into energy, you're talking almost two hours later. And this is something we don't think about. So your body takes time to process and digest these foods. So with eating six times a day, there is no way you are starving, especially with nutrient-rich foods. Because then you can take into account the fact that people can eat a lot of food. It doesn't mean that it has any fucking nutrient value in it. You know what I mean? Like a big bowl of pasta. I hate to tell you, it doesn't do much for your body. Yeah, it's got tons of carbohydrates, great. But at the end of the day, it's got it's got not a lot of vitamins and minerals and high nutrient value in that pasta or that bread that you're having because it's a processed food product, right? Um, so it, your body knows it's going to take time for you to find the food, to uh, prepare the food, to eat the food, to process and digest the food. So by the time your body even does like starts to digest the food that you've just eaten. Do you know what I mean? Like it's, it's, you're eating again with the program. And so hunger can also be your, like people associate hunger with their, their tummy grumbling. So if you've ever eaten something and then half hour later, your tummy's grumbling, it's not because you're hungry, but we've been taught if your tummy grumbles, you're hungry. It's your migrating motor complex kicking in. That's what you're noticing is your body just trying to make sure the food that you ate is going to where it needs to go. And so there's a, a hunger can be by association. Hunger can be like, oh, I see a Big Mac. I'm hungry. I want a Big Mac. But in my head, I am. If I actually ask my belly, like right now, I'm like, I saw, I said Big Mac. Just all I did was say Big Mac and pretend like I saw a Big Mac. And I was like, oh, Big Mac. But then if I like, it's like 930 in the morning. If I put that in my belly and ask myself if I'm hungry now or need a Big Mac, my body's like, no. But my brain is like, oh, I want a Big Mac. I'm not actually hungry for a Big Mac don't want it but my brain is saying yes because it's wired big macs are fun and they're yummy and they're do you know what i mean i want to eat a big mac um so a lot of times it's by association so this is where you really got to dig into that what is that hunger about i'm not really starving and depriving unless you are literally cutting your portions and hardly eating anything and not eating enough and trying to undercut what you're eating and not actually just eating a few bites less right so so that's where i would that's where i would um, challenge yourself this week to really get into that mental part of that and be like am i really hungry like really double down those four questions am I actually hungry not in your head in your belly 
you know, and then after if you've like done eating, like, you know, how am I feeling? How am I feeling here? Am I slightly unsatisfied? Am I still really hungry? Then make sure you eat more. Sometimes people get caught up when they portion that one portion, right? And then like you're still really hungry and you're about to finish it. Downsizing is just as much leaving food on your plate as it is going back for a second helping and downsizing that second helping, right? So maybe you're getting caught on your portioning out the food on your plate and then you are, you know what I mean? You need to eat it all and then have more and then downsize that next portion based on your hunger levels that day. And instead, you're stuck on that one portion of food. So you're thinking, oh my God, I got to downsize this. And then maybe you are, you know what I mean? Not eating enough food, even to leave yourself feeling slightly unsatisfied. So that's where you're finding yourself really hungry, right? So it's there's so much to it. There's so much to it. So make that your challenge, right? Make that your challenge. You ten Brenda with the ten minutes non-negotiable. I love that. I do a walk with my sister every Monday. I do yoga twice a week. I did a weight workout last week, looking to add some more weight workout this week. Yeah, great. Have fun with your exercise. You know, it's really about how you're. It's really about how you're framing that. Here's someone. I stopped listening to the news instead go out for a walk or read a book during those times yeah I mean you can still keep up with what's going on with current information you can still care without having to see the all the gory details you know you you can really I've been listening to some of the things it's just so awful I just can't it's just horrible it is it makes you it makes you and having conversations with the kids and it just makes you go like what is wrong with the world it is seriously messed up you know but life is about trying to find the glimmer in that. Life is trying to make the world a better place. And it starts with you, you know, being a better person and your mindset and the energy that you are putting out in the world. And, you know, and, and in order to do that and be your best, you want to feel your best. You know, you want to feel your best. Home with sick kids today. So lots of immune system boosting foods for me and coffee, of course. Yeah, <laughs> I hear that. I hear that. A slow start, but my goal, hi, Kathy, is to hit all my meals and snacks, mindfully eating a few bites less and getting all my supplements in I've been traveling the last week and definitely not doing the best at maximizing reading that post again I love this is what it's about you're gonna have days where you're crushing it and you're like I'm a rock star I got this and you're gonna have days where you're hanging on by the skin of your teeth and you're like man you drank no water you missed all your meals and snacks you had chips for breakfast whatever that's part of it that is so that's like that's part of it right big mac equals <laughs> big mick problems <laughs> that's how grimace got his name stop it <laughs> oh my god uh good morning uh back down my three pounds i was up good back on track had fun with my dad trust the program trust gina that's it you trust your body your body is on your side your body is on your side your body wants this fat gone it does it's not trying to screw you over it's not trying to make you fat it's not trying to make you miserable it's not trying to give you a hard time it's really on your side it really wants this fat gone too calm around halloween candy i brought fifth round and i got into the chocolate oh my tummy trying to figure out the why yeah halloween's coming up okay listen first of all if there's a day to eat the candy it's halloween eat the candy on halloween if you want to eat the candy it's not candy on halloween it's not going to ruin anything it's not going to stop you from reaching your goals it's not going to ruin anything you're going to be just fine eat the candy if you want to eat the candy on halloween but then what you don't want to do is like have a little piece every day for like weeks don't do that <laughs> don't do that but Halloween candy on Halloween, stuffing at Thanksgiving or pie, chocolate on Valentine's Day, th these 
times are not your problem. These are, they, these are, these, these days have nothing. These, these days are not why you have weight to lose at the end of the day. And so we have to normalize also enjoying life and in, like life is shit sometimes and it is hard and so maybe we find you know enjoyment in halloween the cute kids dressed up in costumes coming to our door and you know if you want to have those uh, you know what i like i like those old school <laughs> can you they're so hard to find the old school caramels wrapped in the paper that's so hard to get off you know in the halloween paper wrapping those caramel juice those are my favorite i love those um they're so hard to find See what I'm saying? I would love to, if I, if my kids come back from Halloween and my kids are all older and yes, they're trick-or-treating and please, please be kind to my kids because I, they're not out partying and doing drugs. They are, they will get up dressed in full costumes. They are there for all of it. Um, so please be kind to my kids because they are teens, but I love the fact that they are so excited to go out trick-or-treating. I'd go out trick-or-treating if I could go out trick-or-treating. So when my kids come home, if any of them have those, um, caramel things, I'm going to eat some of those, (laughs) but definitely, but bigger than that is to be able to have the Halloween candy in your house and see the box sitting on your counter and be like, well, whatever, like that's the goal. You know what I mean? To have it there and be like, yeah, I don't, whatever. I don't need it. Don't want it, you know, because your body doesn't really, your body doesn't need it and your body definitely doesn't want it. And so when you are giving your body what it needs, it's like, it's, you'll get to a place where like, yeah, I don't really want that. You might kind of like, if you have it in a bowl, sometimes like, I'll find this sometimes. If I have something in a bowl, I'll just like put my hand in and start opening it up and I'll be talking to someone and then I'll be like, what am I, why do I have this in my hand? I do not want this. Sometimes that still happens to me. It's just out of habit. You see something or you grab it or or you're talking to someone and they're eating something and then you see like, oh, they're eating. I'm going to eat. Again, part of social thing that we do. So I'm not even like thinking it, right? Candy kisses. Is that, is that what they're called? Candy kisses. I love the teens when they come to the door for Halloween. Yeah, I just make them sing a song. My kids would be totally into that. My kids would like, they're totally into good old fashioned fun like that. Um, the past four weeks, hi, Amanda has been rough. I was sick with COVID and it took me about two and a half weeks to recover. I didn't use the app. Watch the live. Should I stay at day 26 or jump to where the group is? I'm struggling to feel connected. Okay. So you're here today and you're watching, you're connected. Nobody knows what day or week you were on other than you. I totally get that. You feel disconnected, right? I felt I felt really disconnected from the group last week because I, I was showing up and doing the lives, but I literally spent all the rest of my time in bed. I was like totally in bed. Um, so I was where you were last week. Um, so, so in terms of like, cause a lot of times people want to keep up with the group and I'm like, okay, but no one knows where you are at. Only, you know, where you are at. You can watch the daily lives. You can still watch the stuff and still like, and still, and still keep up where you are at and do and work the tweaks that you are on. If anything, it kind of, ha- it, it kind of gives you the advantage for like the downsizing tweak. You can just like watch the video that we did about the tweak this week and already have that insight, right? I honestly, at this point in the program, because one week leads into the next, it's if it was in the first couple of weeks, I'd be like, oh, you can just catch up where we're at. I honestly would go through, um, and depends if you've done the program before, right? Because you've already been sick, not eating. So downsizing isn't going to really do anything from you because for you, especially if you haven't really been eating all that much anyway. So you want to reestablish the routine and reestablish your appetite. So the best thing really for you to do is to pick up exactly where you are in the app, open up the app every day, log your weight, watch the check-in video, read over the post. Even if you've done the program before, reread them, you know, and implement the tweak that you need to do each week. 
that's ideally what I what I would do. Is it going to be make or break if you jump ahead? No, it's just not going to have the impact, right? Like the downsizing is you'd probably be better just kind of resetting this week than even and skip downsizing altogether because coming off the heels of being sick where you don't have much of an appetite, in downsizing, downsizing is less about eating less, right? And then it's also off the heels of eating dissatisfaction. So if you haven't been eating dissatisfaction, you probably, your portions are, your portions are going to be naturally smaller anyway, just after being sick, because that's what, so, so this is, I, I haven't talked about this. This is kind of what we're doing with downsizing. So for example, you, if you haven't been, if you've been sick, so have you ever been sick? Of course you have. And then when you go back to eating, you can't eat very much because you're like, oh, I can't eat very much because I was sick. I mean, not because you're not hungry. It's because your your digestive system while you were sick has had an opportunity to reset. Let me say that again. So if ever you've been sick and then you cut your appetite comes back, but you can't eat as much as you normally would have. And we're always like, you know, oh, I'm, oh, I can't full already. I can't eat. I can't eat very much because I was sick. No, you can't eat very much because your digestive system and your body has reset back in tune with actual portions that you need based on chemical reactions and meeting your body needs rather than what you're used to consuming. And so that we're kind of like purposely doing that with downsizing. That's what we're actively manually doing with downsizing. So that's kind of what you've done um, with being sick. So here's what you could do. I would, if I were you, I honestly suggest going back and pick up exactly where you left off because only you know where you are. However, um, given the fact that we are downsizing and if you haven't had much of an appetite, I would just go back to the basics for a couple days and then start like for the rest, like let your appetite come back, right? And following the basics. And when your appetite comes back, chances are that's going to be more towards the end of the week. You could do a couple days of downsizing there if you wanted to, but chances are your digestive system's already reset and then go into next week. So you could do that. It wouldn't be that once I've talked that out, it wouldn't be the end of the world if you jump in where we're at, but you don't want to go from not eating anything to downsizing those portions. So you would want to work on the next couple of days on getting your digestive system back up to, to full appetite again. So that sets you up for next week. That's what you want to do there. Uh, and hopefully that made sense. <laughs> and then if not, you can pop it over on the question of the day page and the team will answer it over there. Um... Yeah, getting over COVID. I was in the hospital since the beginning of October. Haven't been able to follow the program. Yeah, COVID is very real. It's still very much around, as is a really nasty stomach flu that's going around too. Also, just with stress, our immune systems are so low just due to stress in general. So you guys, again, the one reason to follow the program is to stay healthy and be as healthy as possible rolling into. Also, we've been so, you know, so removed from how we build natural immunities. You know, we've been wearing masks for years and doing all of that. And as we get back in to the world, you know, where we're, all these things are hitting us again. So uh, definitely, I de- that's one of the things I want to talk to Dr. Paul is like supplements to help boost your immune system, you know. I just added thawed blueberries to supercharge my yogurt. Yeah, blueberries and berries are so great. Great for your health and wellness. What time is it? I got to go. What? It's an hour. I have no control. I need my egg timer back. <laughs> yeah. I swear I sit up here. I do have an egg timer because I'm supposed to keep these to a reasonable time, 30, 40 minutes. Um, But I can't help myself. I'm excited about where we're at. It's week six. If you are here 
and you are listening, you're going to be here at the end. Like the, you've been through the hard part, laying the foundation, getting in tune, like you've been through the hard part. Now it's just the tweaks. Indulge yourself in the tweaks each week. Turn up that internal volume. Get to figure out what the frick is going on with you. Why are you having the feels? Why are you doing this? Why are you not doing that? That this That's what this is moving forward. And it's just being here at the end. Just if you just even do the bare minimum, you're going to be, your mind is going to be blown about how all those little things were add, adding up and will make a big difference at the end. Guarantee if you're here at the end, you're going to be so freaking happy that you stuck around. Um, so I guess I'm really excited about that because if you're looking for a quick fix, you'd be far gone by now. So this is really what it's all about. So immerse yourself in this right? Like push the limits on yourself, immerse yourself, ask as many questions as you need. If you haven't been setting intentions, end of day reflection, start. If you haven't been using the app, start. If you haven't been having a journal, start. You know what I mean? Just like, like just be all in, be all in. Um, we got a fun week this week too. Uh, be sure to check out our Libby Loser Spotlight this week. Um, honestly, uh, an amazing uh, journey. Definitely you're going to connect with. Joining me tomorrow, I'm going to talk to Dave. I'm so looking forward to that. Dave's going to join me. Dave Stewart's going to join me tomorrow for our Spill the Tea Conversation. Uh, we'll have the tweak this week. Uh, we have uh, Aaron coming to talk public health. We got so much stuff. We are not even close to being done. Uh, I really have to go. If I didn't get to your question, pop it over on the question of the day page. Uh, the team will answer it over there. Have an amazing day, everyone. Um, I'll see you tomorrow. Bye. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market.